Welcome to Date Minds Think Alike. This is part three of being the fat friend. So at this point, I am really hoping you guys have seen part one or listened to part one, listened to part two. Um, If not, you will be very lost, but here's a synopsis of just a little bit background knowledge, maybe as a recap, is I had a friend named Melissa. We were friends in college. We had a big falling out. You will hear the whole falling out story in the previous episode, part two. Um, Before that, we already had some friendship issues that will be in part one, to be specific. Um, Eventually, we had a big falling out. We stopped being friends for a whole year, and we ended up trying to mend the relationship that we had that was already very frail. I mean, we didn't have a whole one for a year, so it was like learning how to walk again. And this is where we are with part three, which will be all about trying to fabricate a friendship out of broken glass, basically. So, um, if you've ever taken a piece of paper you could just take a piece of printer paper that's just, you know, unused, out of the package, brand new, no wrinkles, you know, very clean, neat, crisp lines on the sides. And you take it in your hand, that that paper would be the equivalent of a very new relationship that you have with someone. Um, every time you go into a fight, maybe the paper gains a crinkle gains a fold but ultimately it's still a really you know it's a it's an it's an okay piece of paper you know the type of falling out that we had would be the same as taking a brand new crisp of paper that maybe had a couple lines in it you know maybe look like an older piece of paper but it was still really really good you could print on it easily it's the same as when you grab that piece of paper and you crinkle it in your hands over and over again You flatten it out, crinkle it, flatten it out, crinkle it, flatten it out, crinkle it. Almost to the point where when you touch and feel the the paper, it almost feels like fabric because you had crinkled it so much in your hands and the mixture of the sweat from your hands and the paper, it just made this fabric-like type of texture. And if you take that piece of paper and you flatten it out, you will see that it will never truly be flat. It will never be the same exact piece of paper that you had that was crisp and clean and neat. And when you put it in the printer to print, it probably wouldn't even work. You know, it's the state of our friendship was very bad it was the equivalent of that paper it was just like when you take it after all the crumbling and even sometimes ripping of the paper you realize that it's not the same paper you originally had it really isn't it's just a completely different animal um anyway so let's get to the story so um Eventually, she wore me down, and I felt really bad. I'm a very sympathetic person, and I can be extremely empathetic, where I really feel what you feel, and I really understand where you're coming from, and it really just felt like she needed a friend, even though she didn't know how to be one to me. And so I decided 
I really missed her for that year. And I know we had a lot of bad things happening, but maybe we can work this out. You know, she was my best friend before, you know, I really thought that we would be in each other's lives forever. So I'm willing to work on it, you know, even though she still dated the guy, she still, you know, fucked him for a whole year, you know, um, I was still willing to be a friend to her. And so I unblocked her on everything and we were messaging and, you know, um, for a month we were messaging, but it felt very forced. Like she wouldn't tell me anything, but I wouldn't tell her anything because I didn't trust her. There was no trust that I had with her anymore. I just didn't, I didn't like her as a person and it was really bad because I wanted to be friends with her, but every time she would talk or say that something bad had happened to her, I would just be happy that it happened to her. I would be like, oh, really? That bad thing just happened to you? Oh, <laughs> that sucks. And it was it was literally like um, hearing that your bully just got punched in the face. You know, it was just like, if it was anyone else, I would feel bad. But because you've done so many bad things, this is karma. And every time she would have something bad happen to her, I would instantly feel like, this is karma. This is karma. You deserve it. And so... I do think that there was some type of supernatural being involved in this because let me tell you, the time that we tried to mend our relationship, she had so much bad karma coming to her that it was insane. I had a lot of good karma and she had a lot of bad karma. Um, and so let's get into that. So um, let's go kind of a little bit backwards. So when uh she originally told me that she was dating someone else his name was tank she said he was um in the military and um you know they had only been dating for a month at that time it was a new relationship by the time me and her really started talking about things and her relationship they'd probably been dating for about two months and they were already having some major issues um he would say a lot of not nice things about her or um if he would talk about her with his friends his friends would make fun of her say that she was ugly that she had a big forehead they would say really mean things about her and he wouldn't stick up for her and in fact he would tell her that they said mean things about her and then would also tell her that he didn't stand up for her and he said that he would just laugh when they would say things and so obviously she started to feel like he was really mean and kind of emotionally abusive and so she decided that she was going to break up with him and she asked me if it was a good idea before in our friendship before we had a big falling out I used to be the person that she would ask for advice from all the time I was like her guru you know I was very good at giving advice and she would always ask me for life advice and I would always be willing to give it to her so she asked me um if you know they should break up and I wasn't really fully invested in giving her advice because I didn't really care that much about her to be honest like the relationship was so frail that I was just so hurt for from the relationship that I didn't want to really give it a full shot and so I was really half-assing the conversation I had with her so eventually she you know she breaks up with him and she has a, a really bad habit of asking for advice and then going completely opposite of it. 
Like, if, if you asked her, if she asked you for advice about, you know, what color should I wear? Should I wear black or white? And you would say, you know what? Like, you know, it's snowing outside and, you know, maybe like uh, a light blue or like white would look nice. She'll be like, okay, yeah, you're right. That would match. And then she'll go out and she'll be in complete black. Like, it was always so opposite. And so, um, but her questions would usually be more about emotional stuff and relationships. And so at some point when you give someone advice and they never take it, you just stop giving them advice. (laughs) Or you just really, you know, stop caring and you start to be very like, oh, if it makes you happy, then that's good. And so... When they broke up, uh, I've known her for a long time, and so I knew that she wasn't a hookup culture type of person. She was very much like, if I'm in a relationship, that's the only way I'll ever hook up with someone, Um, which at that point wouldn't be hooking up, right? So um, that was the way she was, and I knew it. And so when they broke up, she was like, oh, well, I want to still hook up with him. And like, should I go and hook up with him? And I said, no, no, you should not. He was a very mean person. He made you feel really bad. He made make you cry. If you hook up with him, you're going to end up in a relationship with him again. And you don't want that. You know, you have to stay strong and you have to just leave it like that. Like if you're together, you're together. If you're not, you're not. There's no in between. And I knew that that's how she was. And like, that's what would make her feel good. Because if she started hooking up with him, I knew that it would make her feel better bad I just I know her and so even though it seems like a good idea she's not the type of person that would actually have fun she would be like oh so what are we now you know so I give her my advice and you know she says a typical thing which is like that's good advice oh yeah yeah that makes that makes sense for me you know I should have known I just all my emotions are you know at play I'm like okay so for you know a while she keeps pushing it and pushing it and eventually I just say you know what do what makes you happy but I don't think you you should hook up with him and the next day she said oh I have to tell you something I'm like okay she's like I hooked up with him 30 minutes ago I'm like you know what do whatever you want because at this point obviously she doesn't expect she doesn't um respect my opinions on things so I didn't I didn't really care I was like at the end of the day you're an adult do what you want so She hooks up with him, and um, fast forward, uh, I want to say a few weeks, maybe a month later, she she calls me, and she explains that something really bad just happened to her, and I said, oh my god, well, what, are you okay? She said, not really. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, when I was taking a shower, I, um, I looked down, and I thought I had an ingrown hair, and, um, when I tried to pop it, it hurt extremely bad. Like, it was, like, the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. So, I went to the doctor, um, to see what it was, and, um, because it started bleeding, and they said it was herpes, genital herpes, and she said the only person I could have gotten this from was from my ex, And I said, um, that doesn't make sense. You guys were together for a few months. Like, what changed? And she said, well, I hooked up with him and we were separated for like a week. 
And I said, that's probably why. And because she hooked up with him that last time, she got genital herpes. He had um, a bump on his tongue, and that's how she got it. And he lied and said that he didn't have anything, that it was just he had bit his tongue, and it was not the truth. Um, So now she has genital herpes. You can't get rid of that. It's just a thing you have. You have to live with it. And so um, she started going on dates and she started kind of getting the really bad behavior that she had before um i used to i i was trying to try really hard to think that she changed as a person but she didn't um she would do things like there was a virgin that she was talking to and obviously that means he had never been intimate with someone um and she was trying to have sex with him and she's like, yeah, I want to have sex with him, even though she has genital herpes. And um, again, that's a lifelong STD. And when someone is very, very, very new and or inexperienced in sex, I don't think that they should purposely be exposed to things like that. That's a very big decision to make. And so um, she asked me if she should. I said no. And then she ended up hooking up with him anyway. And then she ended up hooking up casually with several different men and again she has a an std down there you know like this is not just casually hooking up like this is you can spread an std permanently to these people and she didn't care she just does not care you know she even had some guys say like don't use protection it's fine and she you know she would say well he's a consenting adult he knows what he's doing but in real life i mean these people don't have information you know and she was I don't even know she was spreading it, right? Who knows? Only they know in her, so that's it. Um, but she started going back to these very bad behaviors, and it was very much like, it's me against the world, and it's what she always made things seem like, so... Um, the biggest thing for me as a friend and just as a person is I'm obsessed with birthdays and holidays if it's my birthday that's the biggest thing if it's my birthday you don't say happy birthday i will be really mad because i remind you before my birthday or remind you a week before or remind you the day before i have all these notifications that say you know you can go on snapchat facebook everything says my birthday and if you don't remember to say my birthday i get really upset and it's always just been a very big thing for me and even if you do it at night like that's better than nothing and so Um, We had not been talking for a few weeks because we just kind of fell off, you know, and my birthday came and I was like, you know what, if she was my real friend, even though we haven't been talking, you know, just kind of fell off, like, she would actually just say happy birthday and we can get kind of back to things and I'm willing to work on this. And she did not. My birthday came and went. It went, you know, maybe two or three days after and I felt extremely upset because there was no excuse. At this point, I had seen that she had posted on her story. She had posted on Facebook about other things. Like, obviously, she's alive and active. And she couldn't even say happy birthday to me. So, that was the straw that broke the camel's back officially. Was the fact that she, like, didn't even acknowledge the one thing that really, really does really matter to me. Is my birthday. And so, I decided then and there that I was going to send her a text that said... I no longer want to be your friend. I don't think you're a good person. You constantly use people. You ask for advice and you literally never take it. 
and honestly you make me feel very bad about myself um it's always like this big game of like trying to boost your confidence at the risk of mine and I don't think that's a good friendship and I don't think you're a good person like you use people you use many guys you constantly just think the world's revolving around you and you treat your STD like it's nothing and it is it is something you need to educate people on it and I know it's their job to be educated on it too but at the same token like you're the one that has it right it's your job educate your sexual partners about what you have And I said, I don't want to be friends with you. And matter of fact, if you ever see me in public, I don't want you to come up to me. I don't want you to try to reach out to me ever again. I don't want you to come to where I live. I don't want to be your friend. And this is completely over. And I sent her that message and I saved it in the chat so she can keep it. And I blocked her off everything again and I never spoke to her again. I think that that's what you have to really do is... The first time I blocked her with no notice, but obviously she knew why... This time I wanted her to really, without a doubt, really know why. And I I gave it a shot. I tried my best, especially the last, you know, few months. But ultimately, she just wasn't texting me back. She didn't seem interested, even though she was the one who wanted it. And it just didn't work out. So I want you guys to know that just because you're a larger person or even maybe you think you're less attractive than your friends or whatever the case is, you know, even if you're just the larger friend but you're still skinny and all your friends are really skinny it doesn't matter like your friends should treat you like a human like you matter your your feelings matter just as much as theirs your experience matter just as much as theirs and i just want you guys to know that this is an experience that did happen i mean i lost my best friend i did and it's okay because i'm an adult and i ended up working through it But I want you guys just to kind of learn a little bit about my experience and hopefully not experience them yourself. But this is my last part of this one on uh, Date Minds Think Alike. So have a good night.